Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet, our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Pull up a seat around the table with co-hosts Matt and Machete Jones and Tennille Daniels as we explore healing through hospitality. Join in weekly as we dish on cultivating well-being, deepening relationships, and creating legacy. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We are back, Jack. We are. New week. Still healthy. Yes, God is good. God is good. So, what have you been feeling this week? I have been feeling some things that I have been working on for Love Madden. Ooh. I know. I haven't shared too much about this portion. I don't even know if I've shared too much about this with you, but I've been doing some writing um, for a project that I'm trying to wrap up very soon to share with all of you. And this thing has been blessing me as I've been writing it. Like I'm writing stuff and I'm like, this is good. I know. I know. So um, I know I've talked before about like some of my like anxiety and whatever weird feelings about um, writing, you know, content, certain content like that imposter syndrome. We're talking about some of that Mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. Um, But the more I get into it, the more confidence I feel about it. You know what I mean? I just feel really good about it. So sometimes I feel like the enemy is trying to stop me from getting my good stuff out. And that's where all those feelings and things creep in. But then once I get going, I'm like, oh, no, this is good right here. Like, this is it. So, girl, you know, that devil will play with you. I know. I know. We got to protect our minds. So mm-hmm. um, what about you? What are you loving this week? So what I'm loving this week is something that I actually just came across today, which was this amazing little home. It wasn't that little, but mm-hmm. it was a, a beautiful home in an area that is like kind of where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And when I went house shopping, I was like, I'm kind of passively house shopping. And mm-hmm. so I was like, mm, unless I like love, love, love something, I would not move forward. Right. And I found something that I love, love, love. Hmm. But here's a lesson, girls. You You got to be ready. I'm not prepared because I'm passively looking. So I don't have a pre-approval letter. The house had like a bunch of interest. The contracts were due tonight. I don't have a pre-approval letter. So I can't submit a contract. Mm, You got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So take it from T. (laughs) Don't end up like your girl. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Child. But yes, it was like the perfect little house for me. You know, I looked at another house that was like humongous. And I was like, this Mm -hmm. is just way too much space. And who's cleaning all this house? (laughs) Exactly. I took my grandmother with me and she was Mm -hmm. like, you would need your me, your mother, your aunt, everybody to come clean this house. I was like, (laughs) you right, grandma. (laughs) Because, I mean, I'm going to just be real with y'all. Cleaning is something that I would outsource in a hot second. So yeah, I hear that. It's too much. Well, okay. So this is good. You have a lesson learned. So on Monday, I'm sure you'll be doing your pre-qualification. Well, my favorite realtor, mm-hmm. which is your husband. Mm-hmm. So if you all are looking um, for a home or selling a home, 
check out Lewis Jones, the realtor. Maddie will tag his um, Instagram handle. In yes, LB Jones, LB Jones Realtor on Instagram. I'll tag him for y'all. Yes. And so he was like, okay, Monday, I'm going to send you the information so we can start getting the paperwork together so nice. you are ready the next time. So yes, I will nice. be ready. I will not miss another opportunity to have the home of my dreams. He typically doesn't even show unless somebody has a prequel. So I, I think he must have made a special. <laughs> he made a special. He was like, girl, I've been taking you out all day today. I mean, he knows I'm, I'm passively looking, right? But I guess it's that friends and family hookup. Like, don't be wasting my bad time. <laughs> I mean, he knows. So he knows that, you know, he's also selling my townhome. So he knows there's like a couple of coins coming from that way. Right, right. We, yeah, we're we going to all make it do make what it proper, do. Take the proper um, steps. But Yes, we're going to do what Good. it do. Good. I love to hear it. The great thing, too, is that when you see something that you love, it inspires you to know that something's out there, just like you were saying last week. The unicorn. Oh, my God. Yep. I thought about that when I was driving home. Yep. I was like, just because there's there's not only one unicorn. That's right. That's Girl, right. So. You know, you be on here preaching. I mean, I be preaching too, and then you be just preaching too. So <laughs> just, be, just, be, just be preaching back and forth. <laughs> just some preaching somebody. Well, listen, this week is Halloween. Ooh, so <laughs> that was my spooky. You didn't like that? Ooh. Ghosts and goblins. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you have gone way too far. So this week is Halloween, and we are keeping the conversation going about things that scare us. Um, With that being said, we're going to spend the next 30 or 40 minutes or so talking about what scares us and what we have learned from it. So welcome to season two. Episode four, Trick or Treat, Harnessing Fear for Good. All right, well, let's dig in. So we've spent a lot of time over the course of our work talking about fear Mm -hmm. and how it is the thief of joy and the enemy of progress, to quote Mm -hmm. our good friend, Lovey. Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to unpack some lessons learned around fear and how Really, also, we can get some surprising revelations around how fear has served us in a more positive way. Absolutely. This is something that we don't talk about um, a lot. And I was really intentional when kind of outlining this episode to think about centering most of our discussion around how we can harness our fear for good. Mm. Um, So the title of today's episode, and sort of keeping with our theme, is Trick or Treat. So we're going to start with the obvious, which is um, the trick part, before we dive into the treats that we've discovered out of our fear. So um, the number one thing that we kind of all know and um, talk about, I think, at length is that chronic fear can make us sick. Um, We should know, if you don't know, that fear is a physiological stress response that is meant to protect us. So there are things that happen in our body, in our different systems that are meant to protect us from um, something that could potentially harm us. Mm -hmm. But chronic fear, which is when we kind of live with this um, regular fear over a period of time, can actually have the opposite impact. So living with chronic fear will literally make us sick. Um, Before I kind of lay out the how of what that looks like, I want to make just a side note that chronic fear is sometimes used interchangeably with anxiety. I know that Mm. I do this, um, but that generalized anxiety disorder can only be diagnosed by a medical professional. So when we talk about feeling anxious versus having an anxiety disorder, um, I just wanted to make the distinction here. But um, back to sort of the chronic fear and generalized fear. Here is how fear 
can make us sick. So this is the trick of the trick or treat. Number one, our physical health. Fear weakens our immune system. Um, it can cause cardiovascular distress or even potential damage to our cardiovascular and pulmonary systems. Mm -hmm. um, gastrointestinal problems such as ulcers, GERD, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, it can mess with and decrease our fertility. Um, studies show that it can also lead to accelerated aging. And I know personally, and I've also talked to friends lately, um, and we've talked about this on the show as well, that I have felt some of the physiological manifestations mm -hmm. of fear when it comes to cardiovascular response and even gastrointestinal um, chest pain, heartburn, Girl, all those things. So. <laughs> you know, I've been dealing with some... Well, gastrointestinal. Gastrointestinal. You did say that as well. Yep. I'm like, so is that's, this fear um, creeping in? Okay. It's it's a stress response. Our body sort of activates um, systems that need to be activated to help us move fast and mm -hmm. get away from things, and then it 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 suppresses those systems so the, that we that we don't need in that particular moment because it's sending the energy to the places that we need them so we can. Um, so we can move fast and get away from predators and other things. It's an evolutionary response. So, um, yeah, all that is real. Another way fear can make us sick is it can impact our memory. Fear can impair the formation of long-term memories and cause damage to certain parts of the brain, such as the hippocampus. Um, this can make it even more difficult for us to regulate fear and leave a person anxious most of the time. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. So when mm -hmm. we think about our brain health, um, you know, in our sort of neuro neurological response, it can mm -hmm. certainly affect our memory. It can also um, affect our brain processing and reactivity. So fear can interrupt processes in our brain that allow us to regulate emotions, um, read nonverbal cues, and other information that might be presented to us so that we can reflect before acting. Um, this impacts our thinking and our decision-making in negative ways. It leaves us susceptible to very intense emotions, mood swings, and increasingly impulsive reactions. So again, it's cyclical. Um, so you might notice those reactions in yourself and how you relate to others or if you have someone that you are close to that's particularly anxious you will you will see how they respond to things might be elevated or agitated because of this sort of low grade chronic fear that they're constantly dealing with um and then finally our mental health other consequences of long-term fear include fatigue um clinical depression clinical anxiety diagnoses and ptsd so it's important for us to be able to recognize, acknowledge, and address our fears and the root cause. Without taking those steps, we simply will not be well. Um, that being said, I want us to spend the remainder of today's episode focused on the treat. Um, as Tanil mentioned, we have both learned some really valuable lessons and strategies mm -hmm. um, from living with or coping with fear. And I wanted us to focus on sharing those with our listeners today. So think of this as your Twix or your, what's your favorite candy bar? Mm. Snickers? Yeah, on the um, Today Show, they've been doing this candy bar racketology where they like are ranking the, the best candy bars. I think Snickers made it to the end. I love me a good I, Twix. Twix. Well, Twix was my favorite, but you said it first, so I try to not be a copycat. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> All I like right. the cookie part. Yes, me too. Yeah. I also like 100 grand. So in that 100 grand spirit, let's talk about lesson one, which is to normalize fear. Mm -hmm. 
The only thing worse than fear and the effects um, that you just talked about is it's emotional cholerary, which is basically shame. Mm-hmm. Many of us, and I have noticed this particularly um, in me and even so in more in Black men, that we feel mm-hmm. embarrassed about feeling fearful. Mm-hmm. Um, when we begin to compare ourselves to others, which is something that we all do, mm-hmm. it causes us to see ourselves as inadequate and to pretend as though we don't have fears as a mean mm-hmm. to put on like this bravado um, of strength and fearlessness. We Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be macho. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to come off like they have it all together mm-hmm. and that, you know, I can conquer the world and I got this and all that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. That strong black woman or yes. strong black man sort of, even if we don't put it on ourselves, sometimes society puts it, puts it on us or on, you know, the brothers. Yeah. So yeah. I say that shame is really even worse than fear itself because it leads to denial unaddressed trauma, and it impacts our confidence. So Mm -hmm. let's normalize fear. It Mm -hmm. is a totally natural human response. And while it's important that it doesn't go left unchecked, it's just as important that we acknowledge and feel our feelings. That's good. Normalize fear. Okay. Lesson number two, use fear's energy for good. Fear prompts us to identify choices and options, analyze pros and cons, evaluate the best course of action when we're kind of thinking ahead, looking ahead to the future. It kind of puts us in that position. These are all things that um, prepare us, help us to reach goals, and ultimately help us to mitigate risk. So a really timely example is many of us right now are fearful of what four more years with the current United States administration Uh... would look like. (laughs) Um, But that fear is what's prompting us to get active, Mm -hmm. make a voting plan, advocate, and encourage others. I've seen more early voters, I think, in this presidential election than I've ever seen before. Um, Fear what our futures might look like without major reform in this country's existing unjust systems Mm -hmm. is what has moved millions of people, not only in the U.S., but around the world, to organize around a movement like BLM. Um, so the best way for us to deal with fear is to use it against itself. Fear is not inert. Fear has energy. So when that energy is properly harnessed, mm-hmm. um, it can provide momentum for us to face and sort of prepare for challenging situations that might lie ahead. Um, it's important for us to note, however, that we should analyze, but not overanalyze. Mm. So um, if you're like us, please be sure to watch out for paralysis of analysis. My best advice is, you know, when you when you fear when you feel fear and you want to harness that to sort of come up with a plan, weigh those pros and cons, anticipate problems, and then move forward boldly. Don't get stuck there because that can also become cyclical. Yes, Amen. Like I can tell you all that I have been paralyzed for years around like this one particular fear um, and trauma. And so, um, you know, it can really set you back if you Mm -hmm. allow yourself to just overthink and overthink and overthink. So yeah, stay away from that paralysis of analysis. Yes. Use the energy for good. Move forward. Fear, like I said, fear is an energy. So allow it to propel you ahead. All right. So now let's move on to lesson three. Allow fear to guide us toward enlightenment. Mm. Struggling through chronic fear and oftentimes reaching or approaching a breaking point is what pushes us 
to actually do the work. As my good mm-hmm. friend Ayanla always says, <laughs> Ayanla Fix My Life is coming back on. No, we are not sponsored by OWN, but I'm going to just <laughs> leave that there for y'all. <laughs> recognizing that our fear has moved past a healthy physiological response to becoming a barrier um, to our progress is often what leads us to listen or to to move into action. Mm -hmm. Um, It's why many of us listen to podcasts like this one, why we do our research, why we seek help, go to therapy, or even have difficult conversations like the ones we spoke about on last week's episode. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that you take time to understand what exactly makes us fearful um, and how we can, and how that fear can offer us, um, you know, useful insights and help Mm -hmm. us to prepare for that kind of moving forward and so that mm-hmm. we can work on reducing the fear or the triggers mm-hmm. um, that will help us kind of better understand what's setting us off and, and keeping us stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think we learn more about ourselves um, by doing that imper- important work. Yeah. Um, you know, while it's totally um, rare to, to, you know, to eliminate fear from our lives altogether. Um, With practice, we can not only manage it, but we can also use it to help us along the journey to healing and self-discovery. And I'm all about self-work. Sometimes probably too much. I probably get stuck in the self-work, but, you know. Yeah, I I feel like when we, you know, we talk often about asking why and asking why again and asking Mm -hmm. why again. So when we explore our fears, when we ask, well, why am I afraid of this? Okay, well, why do I feel that way? Why do Mm -hmm. I feel? That is what allows us to better understand some of our unspoken or unexplored trauma. Yes. Um, And that leads to, like you said, that enlightenment. So um, use fear as a tool to get to the bottom of it. Okay, lesson number four. Uh, We can use fear to gain clarity on what's important. Um, When you're fearful for a sick child or an aging parent or grandparent or maybe a career move, that fear can actually be a great clarifier on how to take care of what's truly most important in your life. So how often have we said, when I have more time, I'll visit my grandmother. Mm. When I have more time, I'll pursue my passion or eat healthier or exercise more. Fear is the thing that makes us realize that now is the only time that you really do have to achieve um, or follow through on whatever it is that's most important. So it's a great clarifier. Later is never guaranteed. And I think there's no better example Mm -hmm. of that than 2020. Yeah, facts. You know, people... Whether COVID or not, you know, there there are people who thought they had way more time than they actually did. And, you Mm -hmm. know, they're no longer here with us. Yeah. All right. So lesson five, discover our courage by addressing our fear. Many of us are um, wrongly exclude fear from the definition of courage, believing Mm -hmm. that courage is the absence of fear or fearlessness. The reality, though, is that courage is fearful. Um, When we are acting courageously, we are most typically very afraid, Mm -hmm. but we just don't allow that fear to stop us from carrying on. Mm -hmm. Instead, we press, you know, we press, we do, Mm -hmm. we press, we do. This is the signature feature of courage to carry on despite being afraid. Mm. Fear, thus, is an essential element in the definition of courage. You cannot be courageous 
unless you are afraid. That's one of those things that as I was kind of researching for this episode, that was one of those moments where I was like, this is good. Mm-hmm. Because it's so it, good. It goes, it talks, like, even if you think about stepping outside of your comfort zone, there's a little bit of, you know, fear, you're afraid, anxiety, but you it takes courage to take that leap or take that step, you know? And right. yeah, it, it's inherently a part of the definition of courage. I love courage. that. You don't, yeah, you, you don't have the opportunity to be courageous or adventurous or brave mm-hmm. without first experiencing fear. Right. Um, so I just, you know, it's just like, we don't know what, what we got until we don't, you know, we don't know what good is until we've experienced some bad. Um, okay. So let me recap. Lesson number one, normalize fear. Mm-hmm. Lesson number two, use fear's energy for good. Lesson number three. Allow fear to guide you toward enlightenment. Lesson four, gain clarity on what's important from our fears. And lesson five, discover your courage by addressing your fear. Um, I think we kind of push past the obvious with this one. And like I said, it really blessed me just to be able to try to think outside of the box in terms of the content that we're providing. Like, sure, we could have come up with... um, just continue to talk about what that fear response looks like or, you know, tactics, but to really center this episode on a, really a posture of gratitude, I think has really blessed me and will bless those who are listening. So I'm yes. grateful we were able to kind of have this chat. So speaking of courage, we are also very grateful that you've been courageous enough to share your journey with us while you are still on it. Um, we, I know, you know, as much as we kind of joke about the date diary, we are, we're super grateful. So we thank you. I know that we get a lot of great feedback on this segment. Um, so with that being said, over to you with today's installation of T-D-D-D. I actually like T-Triple-D. Can you start oh. using that now? T-Triple-D. Okay. You got it. <laughs> Give me a proper intro. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> All right, so in today's installment of The Date Diary, I'm actually taking a page out of someone else's date diary to, Mm. you know, help the listeners, but also to help myself. So if you're like me, I have an iPhone and probably I would say 10, no, less. I'm exaggerating, probably two times a day. I always get these pop-ups that there's something from BuzzFeed, you know cool and exciting that I need to look at, whether it's the 15 things I need to buy from Amazon Prime Day or I don't know, whatever else they they be trying to pitch over. So one of the things that they talked about was pandemic love. Um, Hmm. So I'm going to read a um, kind of excerpt um, from Desiree's date diary. Now, I don't know who Desiree is, but she's 29 years old and she lives in Washington, D.C. So Desiree, right, Desiree girl, if you're listening, this is your life. (laughs) How you doing? (laughs) All right. So it says boredom and living alone begin to wear on me. So I downloaded the apps and started swiping. We matched on Bumble in late May. Whereas normally we would talk for a bit and then go on a date within a week or two, we spent nearly two months texting nonstop, exchanging very detailed voice notes. Hmm, I don't use voice notes. Let me write that down in my little date <laughs> note. that down. Right. Um, and then going on virtual dates before we decided to meet. 
we discussed COVID-19 protocol and decided to get tested before we did a socially distanced meetup. And this was actually one of the topics that a lot of our listeners said that they wanted to hear about. So Mm -hmm. make sure you're listening keenly to what is being said. I never thought that I would have to feel a swab scratching the surface of my brain. She is is definitely exaggerating, but girl, (laughs) I feel you, okay? Because I just got a COVID test a a couple days ago um, to meet, oh, wait, y'all, plot twist. You know him. Wait, I thought Desiree was a daggone woman, but it's a man. Oh, I thought Desiree is a woman, woman, but who likes men? Anyway. Wait, how do you know it's a man? Because I'm reading the next sentence. Give me one second. But it could be a man in them. I mean, it could be <laughs> yeah, a woman. A woman. A woman. I, that's what I'm saying. So, girl, I don't know. Just <laughs> take the meat and I don't know. Sorry. I It, it kind of threw me off. I don't know who Desiree is, but oh, Lord of mercy. Desiree is looking for love. That's all we know. Okay. So, back on track. <laughs> I never thought that I would have to fill a swab scratching the surface of my brain to meet a woman, but these are new times. The most transformative moment of the pandemic was when we first saw each other. I will never forget it, what it felt like. All of the nerves of the first date combined with the uncanny feeling of familiarity because we spent so much time communicating before our first meeting. We met, mask on, as she sat in her car in the parking lot of my apartment complex. She bought me some thoughtful gifts, which I opened from outside the car. Hmm. Masks still on our faces. The gifts reflected information that she gathered from all of our time and conversation. Okay, I am feeling Desiree's girl. I am too. That was nice. That was real thoughtful. Mm -hmm. It was a milkshake from my favorite place, one and a half Mm. hours. Girl, wait. Plot twist. A milkshake from a place one and a half hours away. Sheesh. On a first date, that bar. Girl. Let me tell you you what I know. Girl. Wait. You said it too high too early. You're going to be in trouble, Desiree's woman. It goes on. My favorite album on vinyl. On vinyl? On vinyl, girl. Flowers to celebrate a work-related achievement. And a cute note about how we were not going to touch that day. Wow. I desperately wanted to see her smile in person. We decided that she would get out of the car and I would stand six or more feet away and we would briefly drop our mask to see each other's faces. Watching her face light up to finally see mine and feeling my reaction to seeing hers flooded my feelings that I can still cannot quite articulate. It was dizzying and soothing and electrifying all at once. I think Desiree's a girl. Yeah, she's, yeah. Because the flowers. The flowers. That's, yes. Okay, we're on it. Mm -hmm. We're getting it. Okay. Finally, since my COVID-19 test came back negative, she was still waiting on her results, but had previously tested negative, I got into the car with her. We immediately and instinctively reached for each other's hand while a Spotify playlist we created together played Mm. in a background. It was like a scene in a movie. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) That first meeting encapsulates our relationship. I am completely enraptured with her, comfortable comfortable Mm. with her, 
And even though only a few months have passed, I know her well, and it feels as though I have known her for much, much longer. It is like we are waiting for time to catch up to us. Desiree and Desiree's woman. Dang. That was a little inspirational. That was very inspirational. Because, you know, we're about to go into hibernation season because now people are still kind of out and about. But these virtual dates are about to get popping off, you know, a little bit more now since it's about to be cold. I was about to, what is it? What is a virtual date? It's got to be like we FaceTimed or we went on Zoom and watched a movie together. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or remember I did, well, no, the, I, the, you like virtual cooking class. You know, I oh, gave right, you a we couple COVID date options. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking about them with you being in the same space, but I guess you could be in different spaces and do that. Yeah. And they really took time to get to know each other because they didn't have, you know, any other options. So I not love too. that. Yeah, I do too. Wow, I hope it works out. Mm, That's right, if you're listening. Right. <laughs> Would you like to come on and do a segment? Shoot. And I so apologize for being like plot twist. Right, Desiree loves women. I love who Desiree loves. We love mm. love. I just yes, needed to clarify love, that. Love. Mm. So that is this week's installment of T-Triple-D. T-Triple-D, look at you already putting it into action. <laughs> And ladies, I want to hear your story. So shoot us a DM, send us an email at hello at lovemadden.com. We can't wait to hear your stories or to even get more questions so that we can be responsive to your needs. Yes. And you know what? Maybe I will post a um, post today in preparation for this episode. This weekend, I posted um, a question about people's fears. Mm-hmm. And um, is actually, this is a good segue into a word with Madden. A lot of people had fears that were rooted in loss mm. um, and, you know, loss of loved one or, you know, sickness, death, all those kind of things. But a lot of them had to do with us not being able to be in control. People were afraid mm. of things that they could not control. Um, some people were afraid of other things like um, phobias, like birds and spiders and things like that. But lots of people talked about um, fear of essentially, you know, if I were to group them into a big bucket, it was fear of things that were outside of their control. So that to me was, was very, um, inspirational as I moved into, you know, my, my study for a word with Madden this week. So with that being said, here we go. It is often said that the term fear not is stated in the Bible at least 365 times, which is how many days are also in a year. Um, I mentioned this the other day and I was curious about this. So I did a little Google research and it turns out that in the King James version, at least, um, fear not or be not afraid only shows up 103 times, which I think is still a pretty clear message from mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. Um But when I expanded the search to look at verses encouraging us to receive God's peace and strength when we're worried or anxious, it takes us well over the 365 mentions. So I think while it might not have been the exact words, fear not or be not afraid, um, there are lots of references to fear and how to um, navigate and mitigate. The Bible actually addresses fear somewhere just over 500 times in the King James Version. Um, And this includes includes verses that teach us to, quote, fear God. And we know um, 
sort of in how we use the word fear today, that it's really talking about a reverence for God. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bottom line is that we should revere God alone and not to fear anyone or anything else outside of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this really puts me, this really put a perspective into the things that that people were saying. It's when we try to manage or control things by our own strength that we're, we're afraid mm-hmm. we just don't have the wherewithal, mm-hmm. um, the power, the strength, the control, the courage to manage some of these major things that life can throw our way. Mm-hmm. But when we fear God um, and we, you know, have this reverence for God alone and don't fear anything else or anyone else above him, it really gives us the perspective ultimately that he is in control. Um, so with that thought sort of marinating in my mind, I really just want to encourage all of you to spend some time this week meditating on what the inspired word of God has to say about fear. Um, I typically try to share one scripture, but like I said, there are over 500 here. So <laughs> just go to open Bible or you know, <laughs> Bible.com and literally just type it in. Um, if you're not sure where to start, I'll give you a couple popular ones that, you know, contain fear not. So Isaiah 41 10 um, says, fear not for I'm with you. Joshua 1 and 9 says, do not be afraid for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And 2 Timothy 1 7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Um with these verses that I mentioned, as well as several others throughout the Bible, um, it kind of gives the creator standpoint on our fear. So these are, you know, this is God's inspired word talking about the fear of the ones that he has created. Um, Our toxic and unhealthy fears really represent our distrust of God Mm. um, to take care of our every need. And they really represent our belief that he doesn't have good plans ahead for us. So Mm. when we look at these reminders that God constantly gives us, fear not. And then he says, for I am with you. Do not be afraid. And then he says, for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Um, So I think what he's telling us ultimately is to let go and to let God. And that's our mantra for the week. Let go and let God. Whenever you feel yourself... um, having these emotions and and strong feelings of fear or anxiety, ask yourself, why is this something that I um, am struggling with not being able to control or manage? And if that's the case, if I know I can't control it, if I know I don't have power over it, why stress out over it? Why not give it to the one who does? So that's my word for the week. You got me over here thinking about um, that Smokey Norfolk song. I think that was Monkey Norfolk. Let's so, go. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you know, you were right. I was going to do the lead up. Oh, so yeah, lead up. Lead us, lead us up. <laughs> I don't want I can't sing, though. Uh, it was like, as soon as I start worrying, that's when things start happening. I let go and I let God. Soon as soon as I start worrying. Right. Worrying how my story oh, is. Oh, yes. That, <laughs> no, I don't know. I let go and. No, it's you're. I I think we're missing some words, but (laughs) let go. Let God. (laughs) You did not come to this podcast for singing, obviously. But we go. But we gonna give you whatever we got. So, (laughs) so yes, y'all. Make sure that y'all take some time, meditate on, find a scripture, meditate on that scripture this week. Think about that thing that that has you scared or anxious or, or nervous and give it to God.
And go ahead and play that smoky Norfolk song. And, play, and, and play that song while you at it. We will take that into your, your into your worship playlist for the week. That's right. Well, it's now time for question, question of the episode. episode. <laughs> All right. So, what are you giving to God this week? So, I'm going to close the way that I opened. I have set some um, pretty tight deadlines for some major things that I am working on that I'm going to be dropping for Love Madden. And I have been nervous that I'm not going to meet those deadlines. Mm. Um, So I have decided this week that really all I can do is prioritize and do my very best. Mm -hmm. But just like I preached to y'all a minute ago, I need to let Jesus take the wheel on the when. Take Um, it, Jesus. I have said that I want to submit my business to him. I want to submit every part of my life to him, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I want him to lead my business and that includes deferring to him on timing. So Mm -hmm. this is not as an excuse for like slacking or laziness because I, you know, I've been busting my ass, but Mm -hmm. you know, this is a means for me to be able to release some of that anxiety that comes from having control issues. Mm -hmm. So just like I've said to y'all, like we can plan, you know, the perfect picnic, but we can't predict the weather. Andre three thousand. So, um, so I'm gonna do my best, but uh, yeah, it's a whole pandemic. I'm showing myself grace, and, yes. and I feel like when it comes out, I'll be like, "Wow, I'm so glad that it came out at this time and not at that time." Because look, that's what XYZ. I was about to say. Yep, yep. God's timing is perfect. So right. whenever it's supposed to be out in the world, it will be out, and it will impact. Um, you know, millions of women. I'm going to just manifest that million because this week in our um, last sister chat, we were talking about dryer racks or dish racks and then all in 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 multiple IG feeds, the dish rack shows up. So we're going to manifest and talk about all these things that we want and maybe they'll show up on Instagram. And the algorithm is going to make sure that they show up. That they show up. We and did say that. It's going to show up in, in our life. We'll manifest them. I know that's right. God's going to put um put that algorithm to work anyway. Yes, child. Let's let's throw let's throw everything in that uh, in that conversation. But it's true. You know, they always say it. It's true that there is power and life of life and death in in the in the tongue. So it's mm-hmm. important for us to speak those things that are not as though they were. Um. So when we talk about manifesting, we make it seem like this like spooky metaphysical whatever but i mean this is um very much biblical as well so manifest this all right so what am i giving to god i it says this week but i think well let me be honest this week i'm giving over the closing of my house to god because Mm -hmm. the last day that we're we can go to closing um is friday But like I said, God knows who he wants to have that house. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if it's Friday or next Friday or the Friday after that, the right buyer will come along and the process will be smooth. Now, I'm going to go a little bit beyond um, next week because there's something that I really want to give to God. And I, I think I've shared this a little bit on the podcast already, but I'm about to embark on a fertility journey at the very early stages. Um, But I want to just give that entire process to God so that I am confident that whatever way um, it happens, that it was part of God's ultimate plan. Um, Mm. And I don't want to control it. I don't want to stress over it. Um, I just want to be, again, confident that 
God has put me through this for a reason and whatever the um, end outcome is, Mm -hmm. it was purposeful um, and it's how he wanted it to be. So that's good. That's what I'm giving to God. And I'm I'm going to add an extra challenge. What you just said to us, write that down somewhere. I know um, it was really valuable for me to document my journey mm-hmm. to motherhood. Yeah. Um, sometimes I didn't have the strength to write or I didn't even mm-hmm. feel it, but I would do voice memos or, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of record. And um it's just really valuable. So yeah. if you're making that declaration, um, write it down, jot down the date and uh, yeah, hand it over. And that's one thing that I've actually been thinking about and probably a little bit low key procrastinating on. Um, from the very first time that I found out that I was going to have to freeze my eggs, um, mm-hmm. I thought about like starting a blog to just chronicle my journey of going through the egg freezing process Mm -hmm. and what my journey to motherhood looked like. Um, And I didn't, I talked about it like a little bit, but I didn't really Mm -hmm. go full fledged with it. Um, And I've been really thinking about doing a podcast um, documenting my journey and talking to other women who are going through similar journeys, um, because I do think there's a little bit of a gap um, between that exists, I'll say, with women yeah. who are single, but also mm-hmm. seeking motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that I could touch and reach a lot of women that way. So y'all keep me in prayer. Um, I was, you know, thinking about launching it in 2021. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Accountability. Let's say today, even if you don't know whether it's a blog or a podcast or whatever the format is, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and say you have this desire. Um, so let's agree. And decree and declare, as they be saying, um, that you will start your journey in 2021 and that you will document and share your journey um, at some point in some form or fashion. Yes? I love it. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I'm here to hold you accountable and, you know, anything you need as you're moving forward, I got you. I appreciate that, girlfriend. All right, honey bun. Love you. Have a good week, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Love Matters, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Leave us a five-star rating and review. Then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D.